0: And it's hard. So that's why when he was talking about the things with the economy, I'm like, I'm not seeing this. I I don't, I don't see this. He's saying, um, you know, GDP growth 5.7%. Why aren't we middle class, the middle class? Why aren't we feeling this? Hello, everyone. I am on here to talk to you guys about one of our affiliates, Culture of Life 1972. Culture of Life 1972 started in 2019 with a vision to design a fashion brand that celebrated all life. They care about the impact that style has on future generations. One by one, they are leading a fashion movement that protects and values life. It's simple, fashion should be good for you. You can head over to their website, col.com. 1972.com and use our code those other girls 1972 to get 10% off of all of your purchases they have cute clothes jewelry and accessories available for everyone all right you guys thanks so much can't relate to cancel culture hookup culture or victim culture well neither could we we created this platform for those other girls girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to those other girls with Mallory and friends. I am Mallory, and we are changing culture. We, as in me, you, everyone listening, we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. So today is another solo Mal weekly teacap. Um, hopefully, well, I know next week we'll be back to our our regularly guest starred guest studded programming. Um but today it is just me. Um once again this could be a um six six hours. It could be a hour episode. It could also be a twenty minute episode. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how everything goes. Um I hope everyone had a great week. I hope that um whenever you listen to this that you are going to be fired up and ready. This is, I actually just got back from our county's convention, um, our county's GOP convention, which I'll talk about in a second. But honestly, got me really fired up for 2022 for these midterms. Um, please stay tuned. The next episode in our gorgeous, gorgeous girls vote. That episode will be out soon. Like, soon um and we're going to go over different terms that's what our next episode is going to be about and um anywho i am just really excited about this our county convention was today and you know some things county everybody should get involved in their county party what really got me excited was just thinking about all the people who are going to run. If you are listening and you're in the Mecklenburg County area, or if you are in an area that is kind of um, heavy Democrat, so for example, Mecklenburg County, we have about twenty percent Republicans. So there's more unaffiliates than there are Republicans that vote in our county. And if you are in that in a county like that, sometimes it can be very discouraging if you yourself want to run, or if you are going and supporting candidates that are running. But what is always really encouraging is just hearing more and more people coming out, more and more people running for offices. One thing that um, Leanne, who is in charge, she is the um, recruitment chair for our county um, GOP. One thing that she always talks about is like, you know what, there are some seats in a district. If it's 70 percent Democrat, barring a miracle, if you're a Republican, you were not you probably won't win that race. Anything is possible, we know that, anything is possible with God, but barring a miracle, if it's 70% Republican, I don't care who you are, I'm sorry, 70% 70 Democrat, I don't care who you are, you're probably going to lose that race if you're a Republican, that's just a fact of the matter, but you still want to have someone run for two reasons, number one, um, it causes whoever is, you're uh, making it harder they're going to have to at least put some money toward their campaign, whoever the Democrat is that's running, especially if it's an incumbent. So you're taking that money that they could have donated from the, um, to another race that could be a little bit more close. You're taking that money that they would have donated and they're going to have to use it on their race. So it's, you know, you're helping on that front. And then the second thing is like, so you might lose by 70% this run. Next run, you might lose by 50%. And then the next run, you might... You know, you could win. I don't know if it'll be that that close that quickly, but those are the possibilities. That's why you have to still go out. You still have to try. Um, and it was just really encouraging at our county convention to hear so many people are running a full slate for the Charlotte City Council, which I'm super excited about. Um, if you go to a website, we're going to start doing, uh, we're going to open up for people who are running for office to come on the podcast, tell us why they should be, um, why uh, they you should vote for them, and then they'll be able to have um, that episode to share so people not just in Charlotte or not just in um, the Greensboro area um, where Vic lives that not just those people will be able to. Um, share with their friend or share with their uh, campaign. But let's say, for example, someone running in Florida, they can come on the podcast. We're gonna, ha- we have, we're working right now on um, questions to ask and just to get a really good um, episode for that person. They're gonna come, they c- come on the podcast. We're gonna ask them these questions. So then, when they are at events, when they meet people, even on their website, they can add this podcast episode that. Can better articulate how they um, why they're running, uh, the things that they find valuable, things like that. So, we're going to be doing that soon. So, check that out. That's going to be on our website. So, if you're listening and you are a candidate and you're interested in that, please reach out. Our email, uh, you can DM us, message us. Um, our email should be everywhere. <laughs> um, and I check that email hourly it feels like sometimes so seriously check that out Um, so that's just really something really excited that we're looking forward to for those other girls and just for to for these uh this election i know that and i say this all the time and i'm saying this for uh, our north carolina other girls we have a very 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 important senate race coming up and we just need as many people um to be out to vote because this is a the midterms most people don't vote most people don't care they don't really care about the president which is silly because there's so many other um position or so many other uh yeah positions that are just as important that actually affect you every single day. Lectures have consequences and we're seeing that. We're seeing that with what's going on in Russia. And I'm sure you're seeing that what's going on in the gas prices. And let's be honest, I'm sure you're seeing that what goes on in your in your city. I know here in Charlotte where we have so many issues when it comes to like the homeless. We didn't have a tent city before this was the first last summer was the first time uh, Charlotte's ever had a tent city, which, you know, the, my friend from California is like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, no, that's one of the great things about Charlotte was that it, you know, we have one of the Like, that was one of the uh, attractions of Charlotte, that it really wasn't a big, it had kind of almost a big city feel, but not really. Um, but it still was safe. Uh, your prices were reasonable, good, decent schools. You know, it, it, there were just so many things that have just changed a lot um, over the last couple of years because of leadership, because of elections, because people sit out who the mayor is, people sit out for county commissioner, people sit out for these, and you know what. One thing that Those Are The Girls wants to do is not necessarily to um, is to remind you to uh, not sit these out, but also to to educate. I think part of the reason why people sit out is because they just don't really know. They don't know. Some people don't know that there's going to be an election in June, in Charlotte specifically. Um, some people don't know that there's <laughs> midterms even. Some people know um, you're just not into politics like that. Uh, you might not know, so that's why this episode and our Gorgeous Gorgeous Girls Votes episodes are going to be very important to share. Not, I mean, not necessarily this episode, but just the episode. I mean, you should absolutely share. Stop what you're doing now. Share this with your friend immediately, please. And thank you. And then once you're done sharing it with your friend, leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. We need some reviews on um, Apple Podcasts, because that helps push us up and that helps get more girls to realize that they're not alone. We can expand our other girls community um but anyway so that's why these things are so important because some people just really do not know and I want those other girls to be a resource I want those other girls to be a place where your friend or you yourself you don't know something you can come and hopefully we'll have that explained we'll have that we'll be able to um articulate in a easily digestible way How to get involved and how to make sure you are on top of everything because, like I said, elections do have consequences. And we see that in what's, like I said, what's going on in Ukraine and these gas prices. Um... So yeah, so a lot of cool things coming up. I hope you guys listened to um, last Thursdays. If you're listening to this on the Saturday that it's coming out, the Thursday before this, we have the um, creator of Garnu, which is an organic tampon um, and um, menstrual cup company. We had her on and I already got a couple DMs. People are like, oh, I love this. Oh, this is cool. Oh, I can't wait to get mine. So I... It's clearly very interesting, so I hope everybody checks that out on Tuesday, the Tuesday after this episode comes out. Super excited. We're going to have our episode about women's health. Um, I think it's mega important that these episodes are shared. I think this month, we are celebrating Women's Month. We're celebrating the beautiful, distinct difference of women. We are different, and that's great. That's fabulous. That's what is amazing. Um, We're celebrating that. Our Tuesday's episode, we interviewed. I spoke with my friend Brooke, and we just talked about being a Christian woman. And one thing that I talked about, and I kind of want to bring up for five seconds before we get into like the real meat and potatoes for today's episode, we're going to be going over um, the State of the Union. Um, Before we get into meat and potatoes, one thing I want to say is. Um, one of the things, and I mentioned this, I'm pretty sure one of the things that's so great about being a woman is our empathy. I think that is something in our emotions. I think that because, um, because people are just living in a, I don't know, I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say it without necessarily like making up stuff or like speculating too much. But I think just because of the world we live in, because of certain people who have decided to take reign and control over certain institutions we have people are really frowning upon emotions and they're frowning upon um it's looked as a weakness but honestly these are great things these are things that make us um great mothers make us make great friends and can make us great leaders in different capacities um you know obviously we don't believe that um we believe that We do believe that men are leaders of the household and um, things like that. But, you know, you could be a leader (laughs) working in your group project. You're able to think about and um, you're able to... You can bring a different um, perspective. You can bring something else that a guy just probably couldn't... I really... Like, when I think about it more, I really do think a lot more... Like, I understand there has to be one CEO. But I do think, like, I wonder like having a male and a female ceo you know there are ha- too many cooks in the kitchen too many cooks in the kitchen are never going to work but i don't know i just i the more i've like learned about like being a woman and our femininity and the differences between men and women i'm just like god truly did an amazing thing we really should be complimenting each other when we put practical when we're talking in practicality when we're talking about like real life issues i do think it's important to have men and women Together, working together as leaders of our things. Obviously, something like this, those are the girls. We are, our target is women. Um, the majority of our listeners are women, even though we do have men. Um, shout out to those other boys. Um, but, you know, obviously something like this, and just should be women run and led because it's for women, by women, to women, um, through women. I don't know. Um, but, my, you know, so many other things, running a, I don't know, trucking company, I don't know, something like that, it could be more than, there could be a a man and a woman, but that's just me rambling, I just wanted to say that, like, in this Women's Month, I think that's just something we should be thinking about, just about, like, how different we are from men, and how beautiful it is, I really want us to start flipping the narrative, and, and being okay, I want us to bring back, like, pink, as you guys, if... This is your first time watching *Those Are the Girls*, and you've never met me in person. My name is Mallory, and I love the color pink. In case you couldn't tell by everything that I have and do, um, pink is my favorite color. And I think we should bring back that being okay. I feel like, especially like growing up, I well, as I got older, not necessarily when I was like little, little, but I just remember thinking like, wow, nobody likes pink. Like I'm really the girliest person here, and no one else is really like close to how girly I am not saying that girliness equates femininity or that it's so important but I just feel like even from talking with some people I truly feel like people feel like they can't be girly I feel like people feel like they can't like pink they can't be um feminine because they have to be like a man but that's not the case and men and women are different I'm sorry that's just the truth um and I, we just have to embrace it we have to be okay with it we have to be okay with it. So that's just a side note about Women's Month. Um, really, all that I wanted to talk about today is the State of the Union. Um, the State of the Union address. I wish I had gotten this out earlier. It was on Wednesday. Wednesday. Tuesday. Two, Tuesday. Tuesday. Because I watched it with some of my friends. Shout out to Charlotte. Um, Charlotte invited me to uh watch it with her and um some of her other friends justine and annie shout out to you guys and i met chris i believe the first time that night and i want to say these people everyone's name right because that's the right thing to do uh, and Andrew wow why did I forget that I met Chris and Andrew for the first time but I know Charlotte, Justine and Annie my girls so shout out to y'all anyway we watched the state of the Union together and just seen how like made a fun little drinking game with it you guys can go to her Instagram um, if you want to just see what it was but um anyway so the state of the Union was Tuesday and I just really wanted to talk about it every other conservative pundit, Conservative podcaster, I'm sure, has an episode three four hours long about the city of the union, um, which is great. That's fine, and I highly recommend um, listening. The three people I would recommend and that I enjoy listening to Ben Shapiro's take. I um I like Ben Shapiro, especially when I want to get like news, and I like his podcast in the sense of like. Um, something like this. Like, I really wanted to hear his opinion, wanted to get his take on um, Instead of the Union. Ali Stuckey, she did, like, a, short li- or a short-ish or episode on it. And Megyn Kelly, those are three people who I would recommend listening to. There are other people, I want to say, um, God, what is that group? They are, it's a guy and a girl, um, and one, the guy is conservative, and the girl is, like, liberal- breaking point I haven't listened to theirs but I know they did an episode breaking point I also recommend them they for the most part I like a lot of the things that they put out and I like that they're one's conservative and one's liberal um and they just talk about stuff I like that um okay so what so why are you talking about it then and you're talking about it so late blah 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 I think it's because the reality is there are some people who listen to this that aren't going to listen to those people and they kind of just want like a quick concise like what happened what should I care about blah 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 and I think I can provide that because one of the things that I just want to remind everybody those are the girls we have two purposes we are one we are for other girls there are other girls out there who do not know that they are not the only ones that think like we do they're not the only ones that are anti-abortion they're not the only ones who are pro second amendment and would like to get their license and want to feel um safe and they want to protect themselves they don't know that they have some of these same ideas and That's what I want them to know, that they're not alone. And I want them to join the Facebook group and to follow us on Instagram and, like, meet people and, like, just so you know you're not alone. And it's hard to – it's hard. And sometimes it feels that way. The second reason is to provide this alternative. There is not another Christian conservative podcast like our podcast. There is not a podcast – That's even in the main society podcast realm. That is like our podcast. I just want to give the perspective that we are able to offer. So um, that's why I wanted to do this episode. Okay, so also too, I'm about to learn you a thing or two. On the website, whitehouse.gov, you can see the full speech the state of the union address also too is on um youtube and i will link both of these so if you'd like to check it out take a look at it i will link it all for you so i'm just going to go over some things that he said um the first part started off with ukraine he spent a lot of time talking about ukraine um we're going to have that episode out hopefully um james recorded it on his stuff he'll get it to me asap and i can get that out to you guys um a little bit quicker sooner I mean it seems like this might drag on a little bit um so it'll I'm sure a lot of people still have questions because it's been going on for some time now and I think that I know I thought it would just be like a quick they're going to do their thing oh man they're gonna be mad and then some people are gonna come together and talk but it seems like it's been going a lot longer so I think it'll just be good to have this perspective and to hear people talk about okay um so he talks about that, talks about Ukraine, the Ukrainian ambassador to the United States was there, was sitting with the first lady, um, and they, uh, President, uh, Biden actually prayed a clap, um, he talks about NATO, he talks about Ukraine, I don't necessarily want to get too much into Ukraine, um, to be honest, because I don't, I really don't, feel confident enough I learned about it in in the sense um I learned about um it from James but I still don't feel confident enough to discuss it I think that's okay I think uh I had a friend text me ask me a question about something Bible related even and um he asked me a question and I was like you know what I'm gonna be honest with you I don't really know the answer to that um (laughs) I don't really know the answer to that. I'm not sure how to respond to that. So I'm not going to respond. And I think that's okay. I think that's something that um, we have. It's a lost art. (laughs) I think it's a lost art of, you know what? I don't know. So I'm not going to say anything. Um, So yeah, so I'm going to skip over the Ukraine stuff. I think that is something that everybody should take a check and look at, um, I think that's something that um once I have that episode out, I will let everybody know to look at it. Okay. So after he talked about Ukraine, he talked about the economic progress report. According to him, according to Joe Biden, um, The GDP growth was 5.7%. 6.6 million jobs were created. It was the fastest growing GDP in nearly 40 years. And 375,000 manufacturing jobs were created. Here's the thing these are beautiful numbers. They are. Um, You know, I didn't sit down and fact check him. I'm sure there are people that did. But I didn't do that. I, I will say this. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll read off some Stand for America. Stand, yeah, Stand for America statistical in a second. But I will say this, um, taking people's jobs, like shutting businesses down, not allowing them to operate, and then opening them back up. That's not job creation. that's not, now a lot of the max mandates are down, are um, being lifted, Uh, people are going back to work, finally, um, the, a lot, I think people are stopping vaccine mandates as well, that's not, you know, realistically, that's not opening new jobs, um, but yeah, so, Stand for America, they put out, um, some things about, They put out some things like the some truth about what's going on in the economy. And let me read it for you. Um, This is the highest inflation since 1982. This is very true. I, I don't know if you guys have noticed and I'll put aside gas, but things like, I mean, simple things. You can even fill it at restaurants. You can fill it going to get avocados. Avocados are like almost $3 now. I remember when they were 99 cents. Avocados are almost $3. This is huge inflation. And I think this is just an example. Um, and this is something I'm very, I'll make this statement and then I'll caveat it. For example, if you guys remember, we all got those stimulus checks. Well, I didn't get all of them because of drama. Um, But we got stimulus checks. Now we're having inflation. I mean, no money is ever really free. I will say, I do think, personally, I think that stimulus checks were a good thing if we weren't, if you're not working. If they're going to shut us down and we're not working, like, what are we supposed to do? You know, I think that when we pay, I'm not for taxes. Taxation is theft, but we are paying taxes. Whether we want to or not, we're paying taxes. So our taxes should go to things like that to help us to safeguard. If we are in a situation, especially those first two weeks, I'm sorry, those first two weeks, I don't care who you are. You didn't know what was going on. I don't care how you feel now. I don't care if you, but if you're honest with yourself, those first two weeks, people were dying left and right they shut us down. We had no idea. So I think that those that was absolutely necessary. But look at what it is. Rents are up 40% in some cities. Let me tell you. I'm I'm looking for apartments now. Um like reasonable affordable apartments. The prices are ridiculous. What's so crazy is rent has gone up, but wages have not gone up. <laughs> I mean that to me that's so cr- like how are you how are we supposed to pay? Um, I can't even, okay, let's see, million, billion, trillion, 30 quadrillion, we quadrillion. We're 30 quadrillion dollars in national debt, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say something very controversial, we're never paying that back, like that's, I, I don't, that's impossible, I hate to say it, you know, I. there's no way we're going to pay that back, but I feel like debt, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> We're gonna pay that back. Um, One point seven percent year over year decline in wages. Inflation will cost the average family three to five thousand dollars. And it's, I mean, I think that was the thing. So right now, and as I can look at our demographics. Our main listening block is 23 to 27. So you, everyone listening, you guys are probably in the same boat as myself. And maybe some people younger and older are in the same boat. We're trying, right now, we're trying to get apartments. We're trying to get our credit together. We're trying to, um, you know, be able to go out and enjoy life. So the economy is something that we're very, like, this is the first time I have, I bought a car. So... I'm learning and I'm seeing things, uh, car insurance, anyway, that's a whole nother thing. But we're, like, this is the first time I've ever really had to be mindful, because when I was in school, I had to be mindful, but I always had, like, backups because of other things, external things that were going on in my life, but now it's kind of, I have to be so much more mindful, and I know that everyone else, lots of other people listening to you, you have to be mindful, so the economy matters a lot. We want to be able to... I mean, the reality is I want to be able to enjoy my life. So I want to maybe go out on Friday nights or Saturday night with my friends. And, you know, I'm not one of those people who spends 70 a night doing X, Y, and Z. But I'd like, you know, getting a nice dinner, maybe going to see um, a play. I don't know, something like that. I'd like to be able to do that, enjoy my life, go to work, and just live. To eat healthy. We're gonna have someone on who's gonna talk about healthy things. And I'm gonna to try to bring that up. Like, what are some good ways to cut down on the cost on eating healthy? Like I said, avocados are almost three dollars. That's crazy. And I mean the perfect example, avocados are almost three dollars. You can get a full filling meal at cookout for five. And avocado like that's just the reality of that's just the reality of where we are. Um, you know. G- the gym, gym memberships have gone up. I have Crunch Fitness, which is actually very reasonably priced. Crunch Fitness, um, I don't have a code, but they should definitely sponsor me, because especially if I... But anyway, um there are some in Planet Fitness, even though they're kind of sketch, in my opinion, but I could be wrong. But honestly, um, but, you know, if you want to do other gyms, like my boxing gym... All that stuff is just so expensive and it's hard. So that's why when he was talking about the things with the economy, I'm like, I'm not seeing this. I, I don't, I don't see this. He's saying, um, you know, GDP growth 5.7%. Why aren't we middle class, the middle class? Why aren't we feeling this? Why aren't we feeling this? Recent grads, um, people recent post grads, um people who are coming to the workforce, why aren't we failing these things? He made this statement. For the past 40 years we were told that tax breaks for those at the top and benefits would trickle down and everyone would benefit. But the trickle down theory led to weaker economic growth, lower wages, bigger deficits and a widening gap between the top and everyone in the in nearly a century. Look, Vice President Harris and I ran for office, and I realize we have fundamental disagreements on this, but I ran for office with a new economic vision for America. And this is what he's saying. Invest in America, educate America, grow the workforce, build the economy from the bottom up and middle out, not from the top down. Because we know when the middle class grows, the poor go up and the wealthy do very well. So I guess my question is, like these to me are just empty words because we're not seeing it we're just not we're not seeing it we're not feeling it i'm middle class i'm not growing we're not feeling this and i think that these are just he just he was just talking and that that the economic part really frustrated me um (laughs) let me see what other things that he said um Talks about the infrastructure, said we rank 13th in the world. I guess. Um, I don't know anything about that. 13th in the world. I mean, that's good. Um, <sighs> he said, I've told um, uh, the president of China, I've never been a good bet, but a bet. Wait. This since this doesn't even make sense, it's never oh it's never been a good bet to bet against the American people. That's what he told the president of (laughs) China. Okay, um, he's saying we'll create good jobs for millions of Americans, modernizing roads, airports, ports, waterways, and all across America, and we'll do it to withstand the devastating effects of climate crisis and promote environmental justice. What? Um, oh, after this, this reminds me I need to mention something. Um, tonight I'm announcing this year we will be starting fixing. He's going to fix the highways. Let's see. He talks about the highways. Americans make sure. Aircraft. He says we need to invest 2% of our GDP in research and development. We don't now. We can't. China is. Um... Let's see here. Um, whoop, sorry, y'all. The pandemic disrupted the global supply chain. Factories closed when it happens to take longer to make goods and they get them to warehouses or stores and the prices go up. Look at the cars last year. One third of inflation is because of automobile sales. There weren't enough semiconductors. Yes, 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 yes. Um, let me see. What else did he say? Um... He said, instead of relying on, here we go, instead of relying on foreign supply change, let's make it in America. Economists call it increasing the productive capacity of our economy. I call it building a better America. Okay, so I wanted to talk about this part for a hot second. Two things to take away from this part. Number one um, building things in America, doing things in America, this is why the Keystone Pipeline, I'll insert it here, the comment I was going to say, the Keystone Pipeline should have been in America, we're seeing these raises, in, these increase in gas, because we're relying on foreign oil, um, on Russian, Russian oil, I might have Chris on, if you guys remember, he talks, I might have Chris on to talk a little bit more about that, because to be honest, I'm, I, you know, I was reading that, and I'm like, okay, that's, Fascinating because weren't we in Afghanistan and Iraq um, to get oil? I'm sorry, we weren't in Afghan. We were in Afghanistan, weren't we? Over there to get oil from them, so we also get it from Russia. I don't understand why we don't get oil from here. If we have oil here, we need to be using our own oil because it's getting ridiculous. I'm sorry, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, these prices are. I anyway. <laughs> that was the first thing I wanted to say about this. And the second thing is, he talked a lot throughout this speech, a lot, a lot about building back America, America first, we're pro-America. At one point they were shouting USA, USA, which is crazy to me, because the narrative for so long was, America sucks, we're terrible in America, how are we going to do this America, boo America, boo 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 America. Um, And it's just like, what? Like, I remember, I was like, wait, this sounds very pro-America. What? It seems, and I heard someone say this, it seemed like he was taking um, tips from Trump's speech. Um, (laughs) So, he also talks about child care. I'll read to you what he said. The third thing we can do to change the standard of living for hardworking folks is cut the cost of child care. Folks, if you live in a major city, you can pay up to $14,000 a year for child care per child. That is crazy. $14,000? You, as- I mean, <laughs> you might as well just take care of the kids as yourself. He goes, I was a single dad for five years raising two kids. I had a lot of help, though. I had a mom, a dad, a brother, and a sister that really helped. But middle class and working folks shouldn't have to pay more than seven 7-, 7% of their income to care for young children. My plan will cut the cost of child care in half for most families to help parents, including millions of women who left the workforce during the pandemic because they couldn't afford child care to, to be able to get back to work. Generating economic growth. Okay, so a couple things. I would like to see how this would be implemented. So they are still, let's say they're paying $7,000 a year. Okay, that, I guess that seems more reasonable. I, I don't have $7,000 a year for that. I'm also not married, I don't have any kids, but let's say $7,000 a year. So then the parents are going back to work, but they're still paying to go into childcare. To me, it just sounds more feasible if, unless, you know, if you're a single parent, then definitely not. But like if you're a two parent household, it just sounds more feasible to more cost productive in general. Because also, too, you need to be able to pay the people who are working the childcare. That's not fair to them. So they're going to get half their. Are they no longer going to get half of what they're paid? Because they're already not getting paid a lot. Um, I just would like to see how this would be implemented. I would like to see how this would, um, how they actually would apply this to real life and see. That just doesn't, it doesn't sound right. There's a lot of things missing in this utopia. I think that is the, um, I think that is the biggest lesson or the biggest word for his speech is it's sounds kind of like a utopia i one of my friends posted something and i was like yeah i wish i lived in that america joe biden lives in because that's certainly not this america not right now um so this other thing i thought was really strange i hadn't did not even know this was a thing he's talking about pandemic fraud so he goes my predecessor undermine the watchdogs whose job was to keep pandemic relief funds from being wasted. In my administration, the watchdogs are back. We're going after criminals who sold billions of relief money meant for small businesses and millions of Americans. You know what? I agree. I'm not mad at that. If that money was supposed to go, if you took I just well, okay. If you took money that should have gone to a small business um, and helps other people, yeah, let's investigate that, I'll give them that, um, I'm sure somebody can debate why that's not necessary, but, and that's thing that happened, I, I cannot stand stuff like that, I, I, i don't want to be like, I'm a super stickler, a rule follower, blah, 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 but if, especially people's money, don't miss people's money, if that money was supposed to go to somebody, can't stand that, so you know what, good idea, why not, not a bad idea, um, we we're going after the criminals who'll still be like, oh, I know what I was gonna say about that. So that kind of reminds me of some of these influencers. I don't know if you knew this, but a lot of influencers took PVP loans. Now, a lot of people, like if it truly is your job, if you are, um, if you have the correct paper perk or things like that, I see no shade in that. Like do it. If you, this is your money, you deserve it. But you know, there's a lot of people who did some sketch things to qualify, you guys know that Brittany Dawn person we talked about a couple weeks ago? I heard, well, through Reddit, so I guess not really hearing, through the Reddit thread, they were talking about how she took money and her business technically was not operating when she took the money. So things like that. That's what they're going to be cracking down on. I think that's good. I think those people should have to pay that money back. They might not be able to, but I think they, I like, I don't, don't let people's money, especially people with small business. I have a very, I guess because I do have a small business, I have a, Really, I have a heart for that. Like, that's very important to me. Because also, too, this could be some people's way of getting out of situations that they're in. We're America. You're supposed to be able to work hard to move out of whatever tax bracket you're in. And that could be the way. And you took that opportunity from them. So, prosecute him. A broken clock is right twice. Let's Two times a, uh, a day. So, let's see if he's going to be right again. He said he wants to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. And extend the child tax credit. We have discussed before. About raising the minimum wage to $15. That will cause an inflation. That will make it. We're experiencing inflation now. If you raise the minimum wage. And the thing about minimum wage. The thing about minimum wage is it's not supposed. These minimum wage jobs. out the one everybody likes to use is McDonald's. I'm going to use Walmart. Walmart is not supposed to be a job for a working mom. For. Working mom of four. That's not supposed to be her job. She should. her. It's supposed to be a career. She's supposed to have a career. So I think that if we could start what would be better for that mom is for us to have some sort of career placement programming to, for her to be able to go, I'm going to always say back to the church for her to be able to go. If her church has some sort of um like career center type thing. I know some churches do that, go there and find more of a career that minimum wage job is supposed to be for Sally Sue, who is trying to get tickets to the Justin Bieber concert. So she's working at home. She's working uh, like, in the afternoon at Walmart. Like, that's what a minimum wage is supposed to be. It's never... It was never meant to be for helping those families. So, I think a, a good solution to things like that would be to have more programs, have um, more job placement. Also, too, like, teaching people different skills that have higher pain. Because, Sally Sue, if you are have, raising four kids by yourself, okay, Sally Sue should not be working at, like, she... Yeah, she probably does need $15 an hour. She probably needs more than that. (laughs) So, but her, she should not have to go to Walmart. She should be able to try to find a career. Um, Okay, that was one. COVID-19. He says, tonight I say that we will never just accept living with COVID. We will continue to combat the virus as we do other diseases. COVID is here to stay. COVID is the new flu. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Like we what I think we should be doing is trying to see how to get people treatment so that there could be less deaths. But that I mean, COVID is here. I don't (laughs) we can discuss how it got here, but it's here. And what we should be working on is prevention of death, being healthy, taking your vitamins, like promoting those type of things, because there's nothing we can do about it at this point. It kind of reminds me, this is terrible and kind of crazy comparison, but if you guys saw the Planet of the Apes, the latest episode, oh, latest episodes, latest movies, it kind of reminds me of like how that allergen came, not allergen, that how, was that a, I guess it was a virus, how it made people, you know, because it's here, it's here and it's here to stay, Okay. Let me see. We talked about free COVID tests. I don't really have a big opinion on that. Crime prevention. Oh, this part, you guys. Listen to what Joe Biden. Joe Byron says. Everybody ready? I know what works. Investing in crime prevention and community police officers will walk, I'm sorry, and community police officers who will walk the beat, know the neighborhood, and restore trust and safety. We have to fund the police. I'll read that again. Joe Byron said, we have to fund the police with resources and training they need to protect our communities. Now, I mean, I don't know if any of you remember. Weeks, months, ago, (laughs) they were anti-police, defund the police, boo, police, police, and now they're talking about funding the police, I just, that was just so strange to me, I remember thinking, wait, what, he's talking about funding the police, the clock, the broken clock was, right, twice, I'm pro that as well, yeah, let's fund, let's get them the training that they need, I really think, um, my friend made this amazing point, she said that, um, part of the problem is people are not policing in their own neighborhoods and I just I think that's I didn't know that and I think that's important I think that you know your neighborhood better you know your area your community better I mean I'll just use going from the south to up north I had to get used to some of the things because a a huge part of policing in general and I don't mean like these murder I just mean like everyday regular policing a huge part of policing is just understanding and picking up on body cues and it's um, just understanding your community. Coming from the South and living up in New Jersey, I had to understand that some people were sounding really mean and mad at me, but really that's just how they talk. (laughs) Like, I had to understand that that just isn't, that's that's just how they talk. Like, they're not mad at me, they're not, there's nothing really there, they're just talking that way. I had to learn that. And you're not going to, um... And so you can't take, because we're all human, we're all human, you can't just take these type of ideas and personalities and just put them anywhere and everywhere, that's just not how it, that's not good, that's not how it works. So I think training is very important, very important. Um, Joe Rogan had someone on that talked about, they said that like, they think that a lot of um, the people, police officers should be trained, not in jujitsu. Well, I think you said train up jujitsu, which I think would be fantastic. I think that'd be great, um, personally, because I think if you can avoid using your gun, that's always best. But, um, things like that. Like, I've seen some police officers, and I'm not, you know, I'm not that great. I've done a little bit of boxing, you know, but I feel like I could take them if I needed to. Obviously, a gun is a great equalizer, so, you know, if they wanted to shoot me, they could. But, I mean... Think like just more training. I think is great, and I think it's fantastic and weird that he said that. But that's what Joe Joe Byron said. Join the of the Union. Okay, um, I think the last thing I'll talk about. Um, no, it's not the. Is not the last thing I'll talk about. Wow, I've been going for forty five minutes. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, la- Another thing I'll talk about is um. He mentioned Roe v. Wade, which is going to be interesting because in June, we're going to find out. We're going to find out if Roe will be overturned. Here we go. He says, the constitutional right affirmed in Roe v. Wade, there is no constitutional right, standing precedent for half a century is under attack as never before. Yes, it is. We want to go forward, not backwards. We must protect access to health care. Preserve a woman's right to choose. Um. Hmm. As everyone knows. Um. We are anti-abortion on this podcast. And a couple things I just want to say about this comment. The fact that it's considered healthcare is disgusting. Murdering someone is not healthcare. Um. And preserving a woman's right to choose. Yeah, she has plenty of options. We just don't think that murder should be an option. I think that's... Someone worded it that way once and I was like, bingo, that's that. We are, yeah, she has a right to choose. If she wants to keep the baby, if she wants to have the baby adopt, if she wants to have a closed adoption, option adoption. If she wants um, to have her mother help her, if she wants the father... You know, plenty of options. We just don't want murdering your child to be an option. And I just want to add, I think, once again, instead of our time and energy going to, we must predict, let's go ahead and eliminate the baby. We should be seen. Okay, this particular person, I believe the number is 75% of women, they, um, would choose life if they felt they had better circumstances so what are those circumstances you know what I already have four kids and my husband is leaving me and I just I can't do it I don't have a lot of money I um, I've never had to work before my husband's leaving me I never had to work before I don't I can't raise this baby on my own oh okay let's see how we can help Ma'am, It's this church. There's people in your community that can, oh, okay, you're having this issue. Let's see how we can help. There's just so many ways. And this is why um, I really want to go back to when we work together. This is why I think it's so important. This is why I think we have such issues. And I know I experienced this with like loneliness and things like that, because we are meant to be relational people. We're supposed to be in a community working together, but we've just separated ourselves so much. We have gotten so far. I just take care of me. I'm going to focus on me, 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 me. And that's how we've gotten to this place. Um, that's what I want to say on that I'm glad he feels it's being attacked because it is being attacked and we'll see where it is in June Um, and we'll definitely do some episodes and more discussion on that Um, the Equality Act we talked about that we have an episode on that um, actually it's been a year uh, since that episode came out I saw it on my Facebook today Um, the Equality Act let me see the part that I wanted to read um, I just want to say the Equality Act is not really equal, this, it is, um, just one of the ways that they are trying to, um, we said this in the episode, and I want everyone to listen to it, I'll try to remember to link it, um, they are constantly trying to use words, uh, say things that'll, uh, very flowery things that'll get us upset and ready to do stuff because equality act. Why would my Republican senator not vote for Re- equality act? Oh, Republicans hate women. That's not at all what it is. Um, and we'll have an episode of that I don't want to. Need to wrap it up. We don't want to get on that. Uh, one thing he did say he said. Um, as I said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God given potential. I just found that very interesting. Um, especially with what you guys saw what happened in Texas. We talked about that. We discussed that. It is not this mean, evil, cruel thing that they're going to be pulling children out. Their kids are going to be kicking and screaming. It's not like that at all. Check out the episode to discuss that more. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else he said, um, let's see here, because I do want to stand for America, did something that I just want to talk a little bit about those two, he's, um, I guess that's, that's it for right now, um, oh, (laughs) says it's time to hold social media platforms accountable, (laughs) yeah, we should, but. How and for what? I'm very interested to know what he meant for that. He said, um, let's get all Americans the mental health services they need where people can turn to help in full par- parity between physical and mental health if we treat it the way with our insurance. Um, I guess that had to do with that's in the social media section. So, hey three times I guess that's right I'm just very curious of how he's going to implement it the thing about this and I I mean I guess this wasn't the time to lay out your full blown plan Um, we could all find it and see it for ourselves if we really needed to I just my concern with a lot of this stuff is just just talking it's just a lot of talking we're not seeing it implemented we're not really seeing it um, actually in the in everyday life and that's what I just I hate I, I hate that And to close it out, he says that the union is strong because of you, the American people, are strong. We are stronger today than we were a year ago, and we will be stronger a year from now than we are today. Uh, I don't know about that, but I I don't know if we're stronger (laughs) than we were a year ago. But I do know this. I know that um, we can be stronger next year. We can continue to get stronger. I, we know where we are now. I think we can move forward. We see what's going on. Let's see how we can work harder. And we know that at the end of the day, God is in control. So even when things seem abysmal, even when things seem so hard, um, when it just feels like we're not really living in America anymore, we can trust in the fact that God is sovereign. And we can trust in his sovereign hand. Okay, really quick. Sam for America put this out. Um, this is what they said for Under our children, they said school closures have left students five months behind. Biden's education secretary solicited the NSBA letter requesting that the administration investigate parents opposed to school masking and CRT as domestic terrorists. That's crazy. Biden shifted the goalposts to reopening schools within 100 days. And Biden still wants to mask our kids despite evidence of it um let's see what else okay I guess that's all that I wanted to talk about from that graphic And check out stand for America they put out some stuff on that um and I guess I just really want to wrap this up by saying that it does feel like times are hard but two things um like I said, God is in control. God is sovereign. I think that sometimes it's hard to remember that because... Especially those of us who are really into politics. Because we're just thinking that. Um, because we just really want to... Uh, because... Why is it hard to believe that sometimes? Because we just want things to be the way we want it to be. So it's just hard to remember that God is sovereign. And His sovereign hand is in control of everything. So even our leaders that are elected, this is something I also remember myself, leaders that are elected that we don't like, God put them there. We can, and I know it's hard, I know it's controversial, and I know I've said this before on my Facebook, people got mad at me, Joe Biden is in office because God put him there. Every person that has ever been elected is in office because God put them there. I know that's a hard concept that's kind of hard to think about, but that's just the truth. And we all we really have is to lean on God and realize that it is His sovereign hand. Now, that does not mean we sit back and do nothing because God has given us dominion over this land, so we should do what we can. Um, and Leave the rest to him. What does that mean? That means it's 2022. That means you have primaries coming up. That means you have your midterm elections. That means that you can have some uh, municipal elections. That means that your city council could come. I don't know how it is for everybody's county. and um, But go to your state. Vo- type in your state voter. Um, voter. Pff, voter registration. And go to that website and see what you have, what elections you have coming up. Because we need you. This is important. This is very important. Um, if you are not participating in this, and I don't mean you, you don't have to go to everything. But if you're not participating in this, it's kind of hard to take you seriously in the sense of, like, you truly care about what's going on. Um, and it's kind of, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. If you truly care what's going on, you're going to want to do something. You're going to do something. Once again, I'm not saying you have to go to everything, participate in everything, but, you know, you're going to do something. You're not just going to sit back. Um, And anyone and everyone can do something. You don't have to... I mean, I'm the youngest person there. The youngest person there. There's tons... If you're listening and you're like older you you absolutely can do something because i'm always the youngest person in everything i go to which also means everybody listening that's in my age bracket like they need us they really do they need us we need to be we need to make our voices known pro-lifers i know that politics can be gross and annoying in your gop you need to be there there are people coming out of the woodwork who are not pro-life that are trying to say that they're republican and you need to make sure that your count your state your county stays pro-life as republicans because that is what we are we are our party is pro-life and we cannot let people well you know i don't know that's so harsh like, people don't... People are not going to want to vote for that. We can't... Like, no. I don't think we should have that included in the, No, we can't. That's not who we are. We have... There needs to be someone pro-life at your GOP meetings, at your... That is going to say something and speak up when things start going wavering. Because they are. They're going to start wavering. Um. So, yeah, you guys. I just encourage everyone... Um, I really want to encourage you guys to get involved, to do something. Don't sit at home all the time, enjoy your life, but do something. (sighs) Last but not least, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it. I think this is a good episode to share. Um, I talked for pretty much an hour just me and a solo bow um just for an hour we talked about the state of the union we talked about getting involved um share it seriously i think this is another great episode to share even with your liberal lizzie friends i mean i think it'll be good for them to hear alternatives i think it's also good for them to hear this idea that they might not hear um If you enjoyed it, please rate, review, subscribe, follow. We are wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube and Rumble. And we're really working on growing the YouTube channel because uh, Gorgeous, Gorgeous Girls will mainly be on YouTube. So, if you have not already, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Watch on there a little bit. Um, Yeah. We have really cute merch. Um, Our anti-abortion sweatshirts are about to be, so we're about to, um like put those away because it's about to be not winter and then we have hot pink yes that's right hot pink anti-abortion social club t-shirt we are taking the color pink back we are no longer allowing them to um the pro boards to have the color pink we are taking it back um if you live in the charlottes and surrounding area we're going to be have we're teaming up with pro-life future charlotte on march 21st to have a meeting pro-life uh, future meeting we'll, we'll have the director of the u city um women's center speak to us and we're going to be bringing diapers the goal is to fill up her car so that she doesn't even have room because we have brought so many diapers for her um also too if you live in the charlotte and surrounding area on march 26 we will be um, we have adopted that week for Love Life. We're going to be going to Love Life as a group and then afterwards we're going to be getting dinner or something like that. Um, something along those lines, just to um to beginning dinner. Uh just to debrief about the week and what, what we saw at Love Life. Highly recommend you go to Love Life. And if you don't live in the Charlotte area, there's Love Life all over the country. Maybe make that the week you and some friends gather to go to Love Life. Reach out to me if you have questions about that. Love to discuss it more with you trying to think of anything else to add um just you guys if you can seriously if you listen to apple please 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 leave a review it really helps um we really want this podcast to go out so that other girls know that they're not alone so the other girls can find other other girls <coughs> oh sorry but also too because when we move up higher i want girls who are not hearing this that's the thing people don't hear these alternative ideas they don't hear these alternative messages and we really we our goal is to get them out there so that they can and so that they will be excited we have some more really good episodes coming out for women's month um yeah i hope you guys have a good rest of the day night evening whatever it is you're listening to bye